0: Welcome to the Manly Things podcast. This is Andrew Ross, and this is Justin Bush. And thanks for listening in for episode four. Episode four. It's going to be a good one. Uh, today we're going to be talking about our favorite manly movies, right, yep. Justin? Top five manly movies. And it was tough coming up with this list because I have like favorite movies, but I had to strictly like what are the manly ones, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> Snow White. I had to take legally blonde off my <laughs> list last. <laughs> the Sound of Music. <laughs> I'll
0: take well, let me tell you. Before we're not going to get to the movies just yet, but the one kind of movie I hate are musicals. And the reason why I hate musicals is cuz they just break out in the songs about anything. So you like,
1: hate all Disney.
0: Disney no. is a little bit different. <laughs> what I'm talking about is like adult musicals like Mary Poppins and stuff where it's like some grown-ups standing around, and they're like, hey, let's <laughs> clean this room. And all of a sudden, they start singing and dancing about cleaning the room. I'm like, just clean the Like, we don't need a 10-minute song and dance about cleaning the room. Just clean the room. Do something that's more interesting than
1: cleaning the <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with that one. <laughs> I can agree with that one. So, yeah.
0: So, musicals will never be on my top top list. But We're talking about movies, but we'll get to that in a second. Justin, what's new in your life?
1: Well, uh, Super Bowl was a few weeks ago. We hung out. Um, got the families together, my wife, Clarissa, and my two boys, Jet and Jace, <laughs> came over to your place and uh, got to meet, I got to meet Hank for the first time, Hank, Hank the, the tank. tank. That's right. He was pretty docile that night, too. I think you've got a good one, man.
0: I think so, too. Now that we have him more, he's getting a lot better with Judah. He's not you know, on top of him and... You know they they hang out on the couch and chill and they pet and they play
1: a lot nicer together now. So and just for everyone who's not listened to previous episodes, Hank the Tank is the new dog. Yes, in the Ross household. Yes, he's Puppy. a yellow lab. Um, he was the biggest one in the litter. I think he's gonna be a big dog. Yeah, but he he was chill. <laughs> I was I was impressed. I was impressed. What I'm gonna be interested in.
0: Is this summer because our new house has a pool, and you know, labs are bred to swim. And I didn't realize that their paws are webbed, because um, you know they're bred to go and retrieve waterfowl and, and those type of things for hunting. So I'm interested this summer <laughs> to see what he does <laughs> as far as swimming goes, with the pool being open. But the other morning, so it's winter time here, and we're getting snow, and right now we have a gator on the pool so our toddler can't get close to it, but the dog can. The other morning, I'm leaving for church, and I look at the pool, and I just see paw prints all across it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So we have a ring back there. So I immediately pulled up the ring, and there's Hank running around top of the pool on top of the ice. And
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, he he tested the pool out the other night. You're not going to keep him out of it (laughs) this summer. He's going to learn how to love that water. Well, that's the thing is I think we just
0: need to, because I'm worried, like, with his claws, like, scratching the liner i'm like i think we're just gonna have to like just basically train him to jump in and come up the ladder well they're actually steps to get out so i think we just need to train him you come out by the steps so that way he's not (laughs) scratching up the liner and
1: i can't wipe the smile off my face because i just keep thinking about this text that you sent me earlier this week like you know what i think more I think about it, I think I could train him to become a hunting dog or <laughs> retriever. And then, and then you text me back like five minutes later, and you're like, I found this thing online. And you're like, oh, I found the price tag. I think I'll just train him to sit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, listen, you know how Facebook stalks us, right? Yeah. So I do a lot of my research while I'm sitting on my favorite seats in the bathroom <laughs> in the house, <laughs> and I'm sitting there scrolling through Facebook, and all of a sudden there's a picture of a, a a retriever, yellow retriever puppy, about a little older than Hank, but looks just like him, with a duck in its mouth, and it says uh, Gun Dog Academy. So I immediately click on it. It's like, yeah, we train in <laughs> Labrador retrievers, training to be like the best hunting dogs. And then um, I'm looking through. I'm like, yeah, this would be cool. Like, learn, you know, if I ever go like duck hunting, I can do this. And then I saw the course was like $1,500. I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: just (laughs) teach it how to sit. (laughs) Which
0: you know what, I think he is going to be a good one because he's already got sit and stay to where like I can get him sit and I can put his food or yummy in front of him and he sits and waits for me to say okay now before he eats it. So
1: he's doing good. That's good. good. Yeah, yeah. So. But we, uh, that night we did some, little bit of cooking, did some appetizer type things. A lot of uh, food. Lots of food, way too much food. For two families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I get it honestly. I think my mom can't cook for more than like 15 or 20 people, even if there's like four people sitting at the table. And that's just, that's just how it is. It's how it's always been. Because you never know who could just walk in the door and. And show up for dinner that night, right? And there's plenty. There's yeah. plenty. There's always plenty. Now, does your family do leftovers? Like, do you? Will you eat leftovers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially now, especially now working from home. My lunches are good old leftovers. You go. from the <laughs> night before.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, we had some. We had good food. So let's just run it down real quick. We had chili cheese dip, skyline. Skyline, yep, Skyline chili cheese dip, chili um, buffalo, uh, buffalo chicken dip. Yep. We had mozzarella sticks, potato skins. And then you brought. I made
1: some sausage balls. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they were
0: better than what they sound.
1: So what it was is uh, Meat Church. There's my other my Meat Church plug again. Uh, Matt Pittman. We should be sponsored. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there (laughs) eventually. But uh, Matt Pittman came out with a video, a recipe. And I know I've had something similar before. Um, You just take, you know, sausage, bisquick, cheese, put it all together. But you throw, you know, the Meat Church seasonings in there. Mm -hmm. And it does give it a little bit different of a taste, gives it a little bit more flavor, a little bit more seasoning. And uh, they turned out really, really good. Uh, I thought
0: they were excellent. I thought they were amazing.
1: And then, uh, brought some pork. The, the day before was my, uh, two year old, now two year old, uh, youngest son, Jace. It was his birthday.
0: Jace is his name. Yep.
1: Jace. <laughs> and I thought, you know, bright idea. We're having a, a party family over, uh, some friends, you guys came and, uh, I thought, you know, let's just pack more into my day mm-hmm. and uh, let's start a pork shoulder on the Weber kettle and do my first big smoke <laughs> <laughs> on that day. And, and let's start it, you know, not early in the morning. Let's start at like 10 o'clock. So I, I ended finished up, you know, around like 1130 that night when it b- after I was just pulled in time it. for people to eat it. Right. Yeah. Just in time <laughs> for everyone to be able to enjoy <laughs> But uh, packaged some of that up, brought that over, and actually I was I was pleased.
0: It was good. It had a really good, strong smoke flavor in it.
1: Yeah, wh- and uh, I found the more that I ate of it, the less it became, the less strong it became. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because reheating it or if it's just I wasn't I'm not used to that strong s- smoke flavor, and it became. I became more used to it. But yeah, it, it was good out, though. It turned out pretty good. Um, it was good. I'm excited to do another one. Excited to do another one.
0: Well, so. we're gonna hopefully doing some cooking this Friday night as well. Yep, that's right. Our uh, lovely wives, Sam and Clarissa,
1: my wife Clarissa,
0: <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, are going out of town down to Columbus for a bachelorette party. Which means that we have the boys to ourselves, and all of a sudden I was like, "Why not get together and do something?" So
1: yeah, <laughs> if our night's going to be hard anyway, might, we'll, uh, might as well be, might as well make it rough together, right?
0: <laughs> so I I texted, I texted you the other day. I said, "Let's let's cook something. Maybe get some just steaks, something easy. Do some steaks, and we'll get some hot dogs for the boys, and uh, do some steaks that night." And so we were trying to research some good uh, butchers around here.
1: Yeah, we, there's a few that we choose from to try and go check out um that's probably what my friday lunchtime will be you know it's funny i just not thought
0: of this because i when we were talking about it i thought of a meat well butcher uh, i came from ashland kentucky that they had it's been there for a long time in fact (coughs) the house we lived in ashland kentucky was used to be a farmhouse and the guy who owned it was 70 or 80 it was his childhood home like he grew up in it um and but me, it was called White Meat Market. And it was literally kind of behind their house. It was on a half acre at this point when we lived there. And he told me when he was a kid, one of their favorite things was to do was to go over there early in the morning, and you could go to the the bottom basement of the butcher. He said so there was the butcher there. They'd bring the cow in, and their favorite thing to do is to watch him shoot the cow <laughs> in the head with a twenty-two caliber every morning. So I was like, man, how times have changed. That kids would just go over the butcher watch a guy just blast a cow and then butcher it, but you know what? They turned out fine.
1: <laughs> That's those are probably some strange kids. They probably ended up being some strange people. <laughs> but.
0: Oh, but man, he was an awesome guy though. He he worked at the steel plant there and retired and actually had a um a forge shop on the property we lived. And so I'd go out there and watch him do some foraging and it was cool. But yeah. So his favorite thing as a kid was to watch the butcher Shoot a cow,
1: huh? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Fun m- <laughs> fact for you. <laughs> not my, not much favorite childhood pastime. <laughs> but teach their own. That's right. So man. I have to tell you this story quick, and you know, first off, I kind of got reprimanded a little bit tonight because <laughs> my wife goes, my wife Clarissa goes, you know, Andrew, and what, wait, 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 what
0: was her name again?
1: Clarissa. Okay. C L A R I S S A. Lovely name. (laughs) Lovely wife. Lovely, lovely, lovely woman. And so she goes, you know what? She goes, Andrew says talks about Sam all the time. He says her name all the time on the podcast. No one knows who I am. And I'm like, (laughs) Well, I I all our ten listeners. I I spoke to I spoke about you last time. She's like, Yeah, but I don't even think you said my name. I think you just said my wife. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> okay okay. Well, I'll I'll make sure to to make you famous. That's why we've been saying famous.
0: Clarissa. So
1: <laughs> the wordsmith. So she's telling me, she goes, you know, last night first she goes, I'm kinda sore. I'm like, What are you sore from doing? You know, my wife is, you know, pretty far along, I'm over halfway in pregnancy with our, our third child. And so, you know, she's not doing crazy athletic feats at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she still, you know, does workouts uh, here and there and and which is good, you know. And but she's not doing anything like, you know, crazy. So she's telling me (laughs) that she was sore. And she's like, I was using cans to do the workout because I didn't want to go downstairs yesterday because I'm working from home. I didn't want to go downstairs and bother you. So I just grabbed some cans upstairs. (laughs) I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I've heard that, you know, use some soup cans, whatever. like, And my fingers were, like, really cold. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) What what do you mean like your fingers were really cold? She's like I was using the uh the seltzers from the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? You we were using the seltzers from the refrigerator to do it? She's like yeah. She's like I was working out and thinking like man, I hope this 45 seconds hurries up because my hands are getting <laughs> numb <laughs> like there's like a cabinet full of soup cans <laughs> in the bottom of the corner cabinet like just use some soup cans if you're going to do cans or come downstairs and get your little weights but she's <laughs> used the seltzer water and it was cold because she grabbed them <laughs> out of the refrigerator she and thought cans and thought soda Pop cans. That's Let's pop get some pop, pop cans. cans. So, uh, oh man, I, I was laughing so hard. I can see why our wives get along <laughs> yeah. now. I I can see it now why they got along. And I was like, you know, why why didn't she use something else? Like, I mean, y- if you're going to re- you know look through the refrigerator, there's some other things you could get, like the uh, <laughs> mozzarella cheese sticks, <laughs> little <laughs> cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, so yeah. If you got to use
0: cans at home, grab the
1: soup cans. Use the soup cans. The yeah. warm yeah. soup cans that aren't in the refrigerator <laughs> so your fingers don't get numb. These popsicles, man. That's helpful <laughs> helpful tip.
0: Fun fact. Fun fact for you. So, alright, man. I think we are to that, to that point.
1: We are to that point.
0: Are you ready for this? So we decided we're going to do our top five manly movies. Just the top five.
1: Yes, and to preface this, I think after we started doing this and we've had some conversations, we're going to have to have some more top five, top ten movie categories because as I'm sitting here thinking, I could think of a top five favorite movies just in a certain category. Yes. Um, for me, that's Westerns in particular. <laughs> well, see, for me,
0: well... I like westerns, and there's quite a few of them that are would make that top easily, but like uh war movies i yep. could have I could easily do a top five war movies. I love war movies,
1: me too, and you'll see some in fact, top i think
0: five i think one of my f- first rated R movies I saw was The Patriot as a kid, and i I just fell in love with war movies at that point <laughs> all right, <laughs> you're just staring at me, man. <laughs> All right, I got my list. You got your list? I've got my list. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to start with our number five. We're going to alternate back and forth and going down the list here. So I will start. All right. So number five made my list. And just to preface my list, because it was hard for me to, because like I said, I could have done all war movies. I could have done many Westerns. I said in my head, how about I pick one from each category that I would I've seen a bunch and I can watch all the time and then put them in the top five that way. So, number five is my sports movie is Moneyball.
1: Moneyball, okay. I, I
0: love, well, the thing is for one, baseball is my favorite sport. I love baseball. And um, when Moneyball came out, I watched it and there was just something about it. It's a, well, first of all, it's a true story, but it was done so well. And I just love that story of the Oakland Athletics. Um, with the Sabre metrics and everything like that. And every year before baseball season starts, I watch Moneyball. So here soon, probably in about a month or so, I'm going to be watching Moneyball. And just a a quick second before that was always Sandlot.
1: Sandlot, Sandlot, yeah. I I love Sandlot. I watched the crap out of that movie. But Moneyball, that doesn't surprise me because in probably the last, I don't know, Five conversations we've had, I feel like you've brought up Moneyball. <laughs> I probably in asked some you ever, way,
0: shape or form. We could be sitting there talking about barbecue. Have you seen Moneyball?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's interesting too because I know we kind of used uh, some programs, uh, coaching. I helped uh, in Danville uh, school close to here. I helped out a little bit um, just as a volunteer, um, and we used some of those principles mm-hmm. uh, to create batting orders one of the other um, volunteer coaches uh, he had a program and we'd plug every you know plug in the statistics and it spit out you know different batting orders for you and it made a difference it definitely made a difference
0: yeah and the thing is is like those old-school guys are like no,
1: no 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 you don't baseball's not played that way
0: you, you got to do you know you see the guys who do the left right left right and um, you know they're just those, those cool guys but with this it was completely different whereas it, correct me if i'm wrong cuz i've never actually used that metric system or coached is that it was a lot of it was heavily relied on uh, on base percentage ex- as far as when it came to batting order mm-hmm. um, what what you swing at and different things like that um it didn't really really rely too much on pitching um matches or anything like that matchups
1: no it was, it was more or less it was more or less statistics, um, you know, on-base percentage, um, how many pitches do you see, um, and, you know, contact as well. There, There's just so many different things that, that kind of went into it, and guys that we would say, you know, that's going to be our cleanup hitter or that's going to be our number three guy ended up becoming like the number five guy and the guy that we would think would be like a number five, six hitter End up becoming like the two or three, something crazy. Yeah. But it worked out. Yeah. It, it did work out. We won ball games doing that. So,
0: yeah. And it's all, and really when you think about it too, and especially in Moneyball, I don't know if this actually goes with Saber Metrics, but I love that Moneyball is it really went back to fundamentals, um, playing small ball. Um, you know, if you bunt, throw at the first, just get, they're giving you a free out, take the free out. And uh, so I, I, I don't know. I just liked it Um, because you you learn a lot about it as well. So Moneyball
1: is my number five. And also, just to let everyone know, we have not told each other what our top five are, so we're hearing this from each other for the first time as well. So my number five movie. It actually is a movie (coughs) that uh, I never had heard of growing up, but one year I have an older brother who gave me a movie for christmas and i opened it up and i look at it and i'm like what is what is this like the cover didn't look like something cr- crazy it was pretty plain it was like white and a guy a man and like a horse or something and i'm like <laughs> what what is this and he's like oh he's like you've never seen that movie i'm like no i've never seen this movie he's like oh you're going to love it and sure enough it's making my top five, and I love it. And that movie is Jeremiah Johnson. I have not seen that movie. Oh, see, you're missing one <laughs> of the manliest movies there ever was.
0: I mean, I know who he is, right? Because real person. Or is he fictional? <laughs> you're I don't know confused. if it's a
1: real person or not. I know it's the movie. Okay. Jeremiah Johnson. He's this guy. He um, I don't know if he's like a folklore hero. He or was or in like the Civil War era. Mm-hmm. And post post Civil War, and he's decides to go be become a mountain man. Okay, and he goes out out west, and who hasn't thought about doing that? And yeah, exactly. And he and he's you know real green. He doesn't know what he's doing, and he goes out there, and he ends up meeting uh, another trapper out in the woods, and he kind of coaches him along and teaches him, and then he goes on to become this. Mountain man, and it, it's kind of his his uh, experience out west and being a mountain man. It's not. It's one of those movies that like my wife can't sit and watch with me because she mm-hmm. just doesn't get it. Like to me, it's like manly. It's outdoors. It's you know. There's some um, um, you know the back then the the Indians and and the mountain men. And, you know, you're trespassing on on burial grounds and and things of that nature Uh, and and just kind of the whole relationship there and and how that works out. It is, man, it's a it's a manly movie. I'm telling you, if I, I feel like there's probably a lot of people, especially our age, that have not seen this movie. But I'm telling you, if you want to be a manly man, watch Jeremiah Johnson.
0: Okay. Well now I know I got to borrow a movie from you now. Yep. Jeremiah Johnson. Yep. All right, man. Number 4. Number 4. Number 4. All right. So this is an old reliable for me. This was uh I guess a drama category maybe a little bit, but it's manly it is Gladiator with Russell Crowe and uh Joaquin Phoenix, man. I love this movie. Very long movie. And I tried to get Sam to watch it one time. And the thing with Sam, she doesn't watch movies. She falls asleep within about 10 or 15 minutes or is on her phone after about 20 minutes. And then I'm always like, get upset, like, watch this. No, you got to watch this. And (laughs) I look over, she's on her phone, and I get upset again. Because one thing, I love movies. Um, In fact, last time I counted was about three or four years ago. I had close to 400 movies. Um, and now Sam makes me keep them in the basement in the box now that we moved. And so I got to go down there through the box and find movies.
1: And now that we live in the 21st century <laughs> and they're all on demand.
0: <laughs> I haven't bought them. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't think it's grown because I haven't bought a movie in a long time. But man, when I was in college, I'd go to these. There was a family video where I lived and you could get like three or four movies for like $12 sometimes. And I was just buying movies up. Like, yep. and, and still to this day, though, when Judy goes to sleep, I could just watch a movie every night. I enjoy them, but Gladiator is one. It's a long movie, but it's a great movie. Have you seen
1: it? I have seen it, not recently. Um, I know I've I've seen it. Uh, I can't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even tell you what it's about until I probably sit and watch it and then be like, oh yeah. But no, I know I've seen it. And but anyway, Gladiator in and of itself. Is about as manly as, as you can be, right? Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, um, yeah. It's it, I mean, there's some violence in it and stuff, but it they're gladiators; they're fighting for their lives. I mean, <laughs> fighting to the death.
1: There's going to be a lot of violence in in <laughs> all of my movies, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <mine had> <laughs> so that is my number four, Justin. What number four do you have? Number four for me. This was probably this was my favorite movie through high school. OK, since then, you know, the nostalgia in me, some older movies have become my favorite um, now. But in high school, my favorite movie was Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. That is a great movie. And, you know, that was I'm I'm big into firearms, Uh, love um, firearms. I love them to hunt. I love them for the sport as well. And, you know, that long range Uh, shooting this, that sniper Mm -hmm. style shooting. I remember being in high school and, and watching this movie and my brother and I and, um, my cousin, we would go like lay on the top of my uncle's roof to his shop. Uh So his shop is built into this giant embankment and it's a, it's a huge shop and it's, uh, you can walk onto the roof from the back. Okay. It's up on the hill. And all along, you know it's probably 100, it's probably a hundred yards to where our targets were. And there was a flood um, at one of my mom and their, my uncle, their cousins. and my uncle had helped clean stuff out. Um, and there were like a bunch of old karate trophies. okay. And so we'd set up these karate trophies and like try to shoot the little men off of these karate (laughs) trophies with our 22s. And, like, we were the snipers. (laughs) Was this after watching the movie Shooter? This was after watching the movie Shooter. Like This was when Shooter was, you know, I probably watched it once a week for months. It's funny, thinking back, like, watching movies
0: and then going and doing stuff. Like, I remember as a kid (coughs) watching Indiana Jones, I'd be in the back. I had this whip, and I'd be in the backyard, like, trying to, like, attach it to a tree and, like, swing across and... I remember me and my buddy one time watched Rambo. And my <laughs> sister came home, it was when we were living in Arizona, and she said it was the weirdest thing to walk into. You were on top of this balcony with your shirt off with a headband with your airsoft gun. And Chris was down low crawling across the floor, and you guys were having an airsoft war after watching Rambo. But it's just funny how we watch something immediately.
1: We're just like, Let's do it. Let's do it right <laughs> now. But so shooter shooter's definitely my my number four.
0: I like it. Number four shooter. Um now we are on to number three. Number three. And this, I mean, is technically another sports movie now that I just realized this, but I had to include it, is Rocky Two? Okay. Now, a lot of people might get mad that it's not Rocky One, but the fight in Rocky Two at the end of that is one of the most, it's like one of the greatest boxing matches I think that's ever been on a movie, you know, where they they both fall down at the end. And it's the that count at nine. Rocky gets up and Creed falls down. Hopefully I'm not spoiling this for anybody. <laughs> I mean, I think it's been out for longer than I've been alive. But I love that movie. But um, really, I could just say the Rocky series. It'd be easy for me just to just put that series in. I love boxing. Yep. I used to box uh, when I uh, lived in Arizona. did some stuff like that. Love it. And so Rocky was just
1: one of those that I can watch all the time. Just put it in and just enjoy it. That's, uh, that's one of those movies, that entire, all of the Rocky movies are ones that, like, I had a hard time of where do I put these, but because they were the collection, I didn't want to, like, just put one into my top five, <laughs> but speaking of acting out uh, a movie, when we were in high school, uh, we were big into, you know, UFC was really big, <coughs> and yeah. the, the video game was out, yeah, um, we were playing the video game. We were we were actually trying to do it with no training. <laughs> it was so stupid, but you know we're we're in high school. We everyone high was. testosterone. We're all working out. You know, we all think that we're jacked when we we aren't. Yeah, but um, one thing we did, and one of my friends I know he was a big uh, Rocky fan, and uh, my friend Aaron, and we would go to we went to his house. Uh, one night, one weekend, and his dad, his stepdad would um, mow, mowed a circle, like a ring in the yard. <laughs> and we had a boxing match. We mm. had like probably, and there were probably, I don't know, 12, 14 of us there. Yeah. And we had like six, seven matchups <laughs> <laughs> that night. and Everyone just boxing. <laughs> and then we ordered a ton of pizza. And it was a blast. It, it was fun, um, but that was, you know, I broke my
0: nose like that. I mean, the same buddy bought boxing gloves one time and it's actually on video. I got to try to see if I can find this video sometime because I have long hair. He shorted me. I remember I would just go on at him, and he came underneath, came straight up. I mean, just straight up and just like came right between my hands and just busted me in the nose like hard. And the video see me wobbling around. I didn't go down. I wobbled around, didn't fall down, but there's just blood pouring out and. His grandpa came running out of the house like, stop, stop, because <laughs> I was going back to hit him. Um, but yeah, it's fun. boxing, I think, is one of those other things that like everyone's like, yeah, let's get gloves. And <laughs> yeah. when you don't know how then to do it, do it, when you don't know how to do it, you just end up just trying to throw haymakers and hitting each other in the arms, when like connecting. It just hurts.
1: <laughs> You're not and you don't realize how long five minutes is <laughs> until like we started. We're like, all right, we're going to do five minute rounds. One of the first matchups that we had uh was two two of our friends and one one guy he's just like getting blasted and he's out like he's more out of shape than the other guy was and I'm like, Ben, put your hands up. Get your hands up. (laughs) And he's like, they are (laughs) hanging (laughs) down to the side. (laughs) After that we're like, okay, we need to go like Take three a break. minutes. Take a break. <laughs> three minutes, not five minute rounds.
0: Speaking of Rocky, though, acting things out. Well, then we'll move on to yours. So we're not taking up too much time. No, is no. have you ever drank a raw egg? No, I have. Cause again, I don't think we watched it, but there was one time that my my buddy dared me. He so said we were working out. He was allergic to eggs. He's like, I would do it, but I'm allergic. And uh, so there's actually a video of me drinking a couple raw eggs. So I tried it one time. Still alive. Nope, I'm not
1: <laughs> going to. <laughs> All right. So, my number three, three is a Western. So, you could insert here almost any John Wayne movie, um, Clint Eastwood uh, movies. My favorite Clint Eastwood movie is The Outlaw Josie Wales, um, or any of the newer, more modern Westerns um, from, you know, anywhere from mid-80s, all the way up th- through mm-hmm. whatever the l- latest ones are. You could insert almost any of them, and I'm going to say these are my favorites. Yeah. I love Westerns. Yes. I grew up watching Westerns. My dad was a big Western uh, watcher. Saturday mornings were Westerns.
0: Did he um, watch Gunsmoke, that old TV show? Oh, Gunsmoke? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We we had, uh, there was like this, all uh, oh, this channel on HBO or something that, that we had for a while, and it was All westerns. It was all the western shows. Yeah, um, Gunsmoke, um, Rawhide, um, Bonanza, um, Old Cheyenne, The Rifleman. You know, just all all of them. Yeah, and I love them all. So for this one, I picked one, and this is the movie that taught me my love for Henry rifles. And this movie is Silverado, so this is <laughs> yes. a m- more. Uh, this is a newer western. Yeah. Have you seen Silverado?
0: I've seen it once, and I can't tell you. Uh, it was a long time ago.
1: Okay, so so we owned we owned it. So, okay. I watched it. You know, all the time. Once again, there was a phase in my life where I probably watched this movie once a week, mm-hmm. and this is where my love for Henry rifles came in. Um, there's just so many good lines. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, great gun slinging. I love the Westerns. I love the, (laughs) the revolvers. I love the lever actions. Uh, You know, nothing beats a good Western. Oh, I agree. And I,
0: what I, what I always find funny watching Westerns now is watching the gunfights and seeing them with, uh, the revolvers and seeing them shoot them about 25 times before they have to reload them. It's one of my favorite things. You're like, man, that's a special gun right there. <laughs> you know what? I get so into it that I don't even pay attention. I'm just like, yeah, get them. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I love Westerns. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll get to one um, in my list. And But I can tell you right now, I've been to the place probably where most of those were filmed. In Tucson, Arizona, there's a place called Old Tucson Studios. Due to COVID, sadly, they're sho- shutting down. But literally every John Wayne movie was filmed there. The Three Amigos was filmed there. There's a bunch of Clint Eastwood movies were filmed there. It was awesome. Uh, and we can talk a little bit more about that That'd here in a cool. bit. But I am also a big Western fan. Um, and that was one of them, like dream things I ever did was go to Old Tucson Studios to see where the Duke was. That would he, be very cool. It was awesome. Um, sad, <laughs> sadly, you may never be able to now that, <laughs> uh, cause of COVID they haven't been able to operate. So, but I, I was on their website the other night and it said they are turning it over to the county to see what they want to do with it. Cause I mean, it is a historical, I mean, it was a tourist thing where you c- and they actually did like actual live gun sh like gunfights and live action, like falling and like, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're turning it over to county. And they'll say, you know, we'll update you from here. But as far as them owning it as old Tucson Studios, it's done. So let's move on to number two. Number two. Number two is my favorite war movie. Now, like I said, for me, war movies could have taken up this whole list. But my favorite war movie is Saving Private Ryan.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I love Saving Private Ryan. And one, really... Any movie that Tom Hanks and Matt Damon are in is a good movie to me. Like for some reason, those two are two of my favorites. But then you put both of them in that movie, and there's just something about that movie. It's just it's a great movie.
1: It is a great movie. I I actually really like that movie as well. Um, The kicker for me is when it comes to me and my favorite era. I'm a kind of a a history nerd a little bit. Uh, I really enjoy history, but. My era is Cowboys and before. Okay. So that's the only reason why that movie would not be on, you your know, list. Be on my list. But I, I do love that movie. I do love that movie. Yeah.
0: And again, another long one, one that Sam's slept through probably a couple times, <laughs> yeah. um, and one that I probably watched at a way too young age now that I watch it now. Like, I can't remember when I watched that movie, but um, it's a great movie, though, Um and I think one thing that's cool to me is, you know, it starts out storming Normandy. Um, I actually have a gun that my great-grandfather brought over from World War II, and he was on the beach the second day. And he actually brought it over, and I own it now. It's an 8mm Mauser, but it was a German rifle because it still has the imprint of the swastika and the eagle on the barrel. He sporterized it for hunting, and I've taken deer hunting as well. It still shoots great. Um and just so it's so it's kind of cool, and you know uh, it's always talking to my granny about it, um she said he would never talk about it that there was one time she had a project um to on World War two, and so he sat down with her, was talking and he said, after like five minutes, he's like, "I'm done now, and just got up and walked away yeah. um so i mean it's it's cool to see that some of those things that I know that I had family that was there and kind of see what they went through mm-hmm. um but yeah. War movies, like I said, could easily be top five. And that's what actually Sam loves war movies as well. But shout out to all the all the servicemen and women out there.
1: There you go. There you go. So my number two. Is one of those older era setting movies. that I was just referencing French and Indian War uh, era. And that is. Last of the Mohicans. That is a great movie. Have you seen Yes, it? I have seen it's that okay.
0: movie. I almost put that on my list, actually.
1: Actually my uh my mom, I was talking with her the other day, my mom and dad, and I was letting her know, you know, what we were gonna be talking about tonight. And she uh was guessing or I had said like my favorite movie. At first I thought Jeremiah Johnson was gonna be my number one. And dropped all the way to five it dropped to five because I realized that I could I'm okay with turning it off if I have to yeah these other movies I cannot turn off if if they're on like I'm stuck I'm stuck I'm not turning them off I'm not going to bed I'm watching them till if it's one two o'clock in the morning I'm gonna finish <laughs> it I'm yes. gonna finish it so that's why um Jeremiah Johnson moved down but I told him, you know, Jeremiah Johnson was my number one. And my mom goes, oh, I thought she would have said uh, the last of the Mohicans. I'm like, well, you know me pretty well because that's (laughs) actually, yeah, I do like that better. (laughs) That's uh, that's my number two. So last of the Mohicans. uh, Yeah, once again, French and Indian war setting. Um, The Mohicans, there's like two uh, Mohican Indians left um and then they have like an adopted son um and then you know just kind of the story of them and what they go through and um it's a good one lots of good live action yes um i love those war scenes especially um during that time period uh, i think it's real cool so it is a great movie that is that's my number that two. That's a good one. I haven't seen it. Now you're. It's funny now that we're
0: talking about these. I'm thinking I want to watch these now, yep. and that's one. I'm like I want to watch that again now because it's been a while. So, gonna have some stuff to do. Are we to number one now? We are to number
1: one. Okay,
0: so my all-time number one movie. I can quote this movie from top to bottom. I've been to where it was shot, and I've been to where it historically happened. The movie is Tombstone
1: that was going to be on my top five (laughs) dude
0: tombstone i mean there's so much i could say about this movie i know history top to bottom because i saw it as a kid probably again too young to watch this movie but really i mean it is rated r but when i watch it it could easily be pg-13 um there's some violence but as far as nowadays, I don't know. Well, that, <laughs> d- that doesn't matter. Either way, I fell in love with this movie. And then when we moved to Arizona, um, we went to Old Tucson Studios where they, had, where they shot it. Um, the opening scene, you know, where they go to the wedding mm-hmm. and, and shoot them at, in front of the chapel, that, that um, church scene is there. And it's actually the same church scene that's in Three Amigos. Oh, and yeah. we actually saw them reenact it. And then we went to the actual tombstone it's still a city. It's called the town Too Tough to Die. You can go there. You can go to the O.K. Corral where it happened. You can go inside and tour the Birdcage Theater where they played poker all night and did a bunch of other scandalous things. And actually, the Birdcage Theater to this day holds the record for the longest poker game ever held. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. But that movie, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I could I could sit here and just put line after line after line, but you know I'm your Huckleberry, and at at the end when Johnny Ringo thinks he's about to go uh, up against Wyatt Earp, and there's there's Doc, man, that is one of the best scenes. I mean, I will argue it till I die. In movie history, is that um, scene between Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday? Yeah, one of the most manly things in my opinion
1: yeah no I have to I 110% agree with you because I didn't pick Silverado until probably the last 20 minutes before I got here tonight because I'm thinking what's what's the one western that I mean I love all of them but what's the one that every time it's on TV I have to watch it or I can't turn it off and Tombstone was it was pretty much between Silverado and Tombstone or one of the older John Wayne yeah. movies that I, I I love them all. It's hard for me to pick one, um, but that's crazy. We were so close to having a, a movie. Uh, finally,
0: we don't we don't have one. But man, I'll tell you, if you're ever if you're ever in Arizona, you got to go to Tombstone. I mean, because you see it all. You can go to the mines. You go to the uh, the the graveyard and read about why people were died and killed. One was he was wearing a red shirt and the guy didn't like him and killed him. And to think that what was going on over in the east while this was happening in the west, like there was civilized stuff was happening and over here they were just shooting each other, um, drunk and in fact in the Birdcage theater, I don't know if you remember in the movie when uh, Doc Holiday and Ringo first meet, it's at the table and they're standing, you know, talking and um italian they actually historically had a gunfight then and i stood where it happened at the um what was the card game called oh my goodness i can't think it was a weird game back then it's no longer played but um they (laughs) to take away some of the manliness of it when you actually see where these gunfights happened it was like about as close to me and you and they missed and so that was kind of disheartening when I actually got in there and they showed, okay, but they also pointed out they've been sitting here playing and drinking for three days. Drunk. Like, yeah. three, <laughs> like literally, they would say, like, he was here for four days at this point, hadn't slept drinking. They got an altercation, fired, and you'd see bullet holes all throughout the Birdcage Theater and stuff. So super cool place, The town too tough to die, Tombstone, Arizona.
1: I would love to go there. That's one of my favorite things to do is to go visit, like, historical sites like that. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm kind of a history nerd, so that is right up my
0: alley. It's awesome, man. And you even go to the OK Corral, like it's there. And again, it it will be disheartening because you'll see they reenact it. It's extremely small where there was like what ten guys in a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on a, a small stage right now. It's about the size of this stage that they were all standing around shooting at each other. That's crazy. But that goes to show you too. Guns weren't exactly what they are nowadays. Right. And most of the time, they probably were a little too intoxicated as well. Yeah,
1: That's a great number one. That's a great number one. Tombstone. All right. My number one. You actually said it earlier. That's why I didn't say anything. (laughs) It is The Patriot. Yes! The Patriot is my number one manly movie. And I'm telling you what, the first... Like fight scene, it is g- g- it is bloody, but <laughs> the first fight scene of after you know they've come the the British officer uh, shoots Mel Gibson's son mm-hmm. and Benjamin Martin yes his son the stupid little boy they and they he you know runs back in grabs the rifles grabs the pistols grabs the tomahawk yes the cherokee tomahawk i think is what they called it yeah. and and uh they go out and he's you know telling the boys you know uh you know how to tell the officers apart you mm-hmm. know start with the officers and work your way back and, yes uh, and then telling aim them small, aim small. small miss small that is a line that you know we've used uh our my cousin and i and my my brother and i something that we've used in the woods all the time. He'd remind me, ain't small, miss small. You know, it comes from that movie. And, man, I just I love everything about it, the whole storyline, the war scenes. Once again, that's, you know, my era, a revolutionary uh, war. It's it's super awesome. Uh, Another thing, uh, I know we're cutting it close on time here, but a, a quick story is, uh, I went out into the woods one time, and uh, during muzzleloader season, and my brother's in the woods with me, and I shoot at this deer and hit its front shoulder a little too far forward. Uh, this isn't one of my prouder stories, but I'll tell it anyway. And it's muzzleloader season, and it you know takes off. So I like get down. My brother gets down. I'm like, I got, I gotta go get this deer. Uh, it can't be moving far. It can't be moving fast. I know it's not. So I, I need to go get it. And uh, so I get down and my brother gets down and I look and I'm shooting and I missed. And so I toss the gun to my brother and say, give me yours load that one up <laughs> and I'll shoot. I miss. <laughs> and I'd say, give me that one back. And then toss it back to him. And every time my brother tells that story, he's like, it was like we were in the Patriots. <laughs> we're tossing the guns back and forth. And I see the scene right now in my head. <laughs> and that, that happened another time too. I got another story for that on that for, for a different time. There uh, my cousin and I would just kept switching back and forth on, on my air. But <laughs> it, uh, that's that's my number one, is The Patriot.
0: Well, it could have easily been my number two. Because like I said, I tried to put a movie from each category. Mm-hmm. And when it came to wars, it was Saving Private Ryan or mm-hmm. The Patriot. And I probably actually seen The Patriot more than Saving Private Ryan because it's, it's been out longer. Mm-hmm. Um, great movie. Love the movie. Um, yeah. So that is our top five right there.
1: All right. Once again, we'll have to do this again probably, Easily. and and set some different categories. It was tough to pick, you know, five manly movies because I like a lot of movies and I like a lot of different category of movies, uh, you know, sports movies, war movies, westerns, chick flicks, rom rom coms, romantic comedies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Kiss yeah. Yeah. Hey, spot. let
0: us know what your top five is. Let us know what we got wrong. What you think we got wrong. We want to see if you guys' top five is similar to ours.
1: All right. It is time for the 6-5. 6-5.
0: 6-5.
1: 6-5. All right. Tonight in our 6-5 segment, uh, we're going to um, kind of do a little bit of a preview for something that uh, we'd like to do uh, together, uh, Andrew and I, and, and kind of work on ourselves and also... I want to invite all of you uh, who may be listening to um, partake as well and maybe read along, listen along to a book uh, called Play the Man by Mark Batterson. And this actually came as a recommendation from a friend of mine who actually sent us a message on Instagram and said, hey, this is a really good book that I think kind of Fits along the lines of your mission in in this podcast, and so I told him I said for sure I want to check it out, um, read it, look into it. Um, I really enjoy Mark Batterson. I've, I've read, I've read his book All In. Um, we actually did that as a church here at New Life uh, Church of the Nazarene here in Mount Vernon, Ohio, um, a few years ago as an all church, um, group. We all did it. Um, and then, just recently, I've listened to a few of his books: "Chase the Lion" and um, oh, what's the other one? "A Lion Chasing a Lion in a Pit on a Snowy Day." I, I, I forget exactly <laughs> what the. I wish I could help. Too you, but many I don't words know. in the title. I've done all in. He needs to shorten the title of that one: <laughs> "In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day." That's it. Okay. And so, this book is actually set up to to kind of speak to um us as as men and what makes a manly um, man what how do we play the man um so to speak and and what what it is is it kind of goes over seven virtues of a man and just as a sneak peek those seven virtues are tough as nails uh these are the titles of the chapters tough as nails a gentleman and a scholar, unbroken, the three-headed dragon, uh, Sock the Logger, born for the storm, and Call of Duty, um, are the names of the chapters. And,
0: and not Call of Duty, the video game.
1: Yeah, not 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 <laughs> COD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, actually, all right, I'll I'll give you exactly what they are. Actually, no, I won't. I'm going to tease it as that. There you go. I'm going to tease it as that. But so there's seven, seven virtues. Um, and one of the interesting things, you know, just reading, I've just read the introduction so far. Um, and I'm, you know, intrigued to read more. Um, but one of the things that they talk about is, you know, what is a, a manly man? and And they, you know, tell this story. Of the College of William and Mary uh, sent letters to six Native American chiefs offering a free education to 12 of their young braves, (laughs) and the chiefs politely declined. And, uh, you know, let them know that, you know, we've sent our people to you before, and uh, they came back as bad runners, (laughs) ignorant of every means of living in the woods, (laughs) unable to bear the cold or hunger. Uh, Knew neither how to build a cabin, take a deer, or kill an enemy, and spoke our language imperfectly, and were therefore neither fit for hunters, warriors, or counselors. They were totally good for nothing. (laughs) And they counter, (laughs) they counter making an offer, if the gentlemen of Virginia will send us a dozen of their sons, we will take care of their education. Instruct them in all we know, and make men of them. I like it. (laughs) I like it. So, and... You know, it kind of got me thinking as well, um, a little bit too, of John the Baptist. And he was probably, you know, the manliest of men there was. You know, where did he spend his time prior to, you know, kind of going public? He was the voice in the wilderness. He was the voice in the wilderness. He, he, you know, was out there in the wild um, and... You know, it started just making me think, too, of, you know, these things that we consider, you know, quote unquote, you know, you don't have to be into this to to be a man, obviously, um, or be manly. There's, you know, multiple ways, but things that we enjoy, you know, being in the woods and where do you see God, where do you find God, and could that be, you know, out in the wilderness, and, and what's the reasons for that? You know, even Jesus spent... You know, forty days and forty nights in the wilderness, uh, you know, on his own too, mm-hmm. and so you know, there's there's something to that. I feel that uh, we as men need to experience um, in order to, you know, maybe maybe it's be challenged um, or to just look at things in a different light. And I'm I'm just really excited to get into this and it'll be good and see see what what it does. Uh, for us yeah if you want to get the book read along with us what's it called again it is called play the man by mark batterson there you go play the man by mark batterson so if this is something you're interested in uh growing uh along with us um this is something that i'd encourage you guys to do and even in the in the book in the at the very beginning the introduction you know, Mark Batterson encourages people, you know, this is something that you need to do um, not only by yourself, but you need to do this and, you know, reach out to someone who can hold you accountable, reach out to someone, develop, form a band of brothers because we all need to work together to continue to to grow because ultimately it's our job, um, especially as as fathers, to work on the discipleship of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your job is important, Andrew, in being a, a, um, youth pastor, but it's my job and it's your job to disciple your kids. And First. you just, you yeah. just help develop that you help you're, you're an added uh, bonus that they get in their life to, to, especially maybe during times that they don't want to listen to their parents. You can be that guiding light and help keep them on the right path. But uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. but um, you know, this is, this is important stuff for us to become better men, be yeah. be better followers of Christ and become better fathers um, and husbands to, to help multiply the the kingdom. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man.
0: I like it. I'm looking forward to it. And if you guys want to get it, join along with us. We're going to be reading it. We'll talk about it a little bit on here. Uh, but that's what we're all about is, you know, what does it mean to be manly? It doesn't mean, you know, anything's certainly particular. The biggest thing is, is uh, doing everything to the best that we can for the glory of God as men. Absolutely. So there we go. Um, I'm glad that you guys are seem to be enjoying our podcasts. Hey, if you know someone who could benefit from it, let them know. Like our Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if we have anything else, but yes.
1: Not yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Um, feel free, please, um, you know, share anything out as we um, put up new episodes. If if you wouldn't mind sharing, sharing it out, uh, get more people listening. Um, not that it benefits us any. Um, we hope that it benefits others. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of kind of the goal here. Yeah. So.
0: And if there's any topics that you want us to cover, send them to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Send us a message on Instagram. uh, Post something on Facebook. Let us know. Hey, I'd like to hear XYZ, and uh, we will do our best to make that happen. Awesome. All righty. Well, this has been the Manly Things Podcast. We thank you for listening. And remember, stay manly.